Hello, everyone. This is Rasa with a favor to ask before we start the show. If you love listening to You Must Know Everything as much as we love making it, please recommend it to a friend, family member, coworker, classmate, teacher, babysitter, anyone and everyone in your circle and beyond. Word of mouth recommendations like yours make the biggest difference. And one more thing. We now have a You Must Know Everything online store with amazing and exclusive t-shirts, hoodies, and mugs, including, of course, kid sizes. Please follow the store link on our website, youmustknoweverything.com, to check it out, show your support, and spread the love that way, too. Thanks so much, and on with the show. Hello, Rasa. Hi, Dad. How are you today? I am wonderful. Excellent. Are you ready to know everything, though? You bet I am. Let's do it. Today, I want to talk to you about one of my favorite definitions of a human being and how you can learn from it to create, repair, invent, and explore. Oh, sounds very useful. Also, I have no idea what this is. Please tell me. The definition is this. Humans are tool-using animals. And that means for any task at hand, there is probably an ideal tool to help you do it. Ha! This sounds like it could be true. Go on. Math homework. You could do it on the back of a cereal box with a Sharpie. Not the best tool for the job. The best tool for math, in my opinion. Pencil, eraser, scratch paper. Yeah. Bike repair. I used to fix my bike using a hammer. If any piece or part was falling off, I'd tap, 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 try to get it back together. That doesn't sound like it worked out too well. Nope. Instead, I went to the bike shop and I saw this teeny little hex set. Hex being the shape, a hexagon that fits into almost all the pieces and parts of a bike. So with a few different hex-shaped tools, you can open, take apart, put back together a whole bike. Oh, I know that hex set. Cooking. So many tools. If I'm shredding cheese for pizza, I want a box grater. If I'm zesting lemon for pastry, I want a microplaner. Pancakes, I want a spatula to flip them. Spaghetti sauce, I want a wooden spoon to stir it. For pizza, I love my pizza stone, my pizza screen, my pizza peel, the tray to cut it on, and the pizza cutter to cut it. You have a lot of pizza supplies. Writing. I use a legal pad for drafting. I use index cards for outlining. I use a text editor for typing, and I use a word processor when I'm ready to format at the very end. Different tools for different parts of the process. That makes sense. Even as simple a tool as tape has many different forms. I love duct tape. I need rolls and rolls of duct tape. Duct tape is the savior of the world. If you're wrapping a present, there's adhesive tape. If you're securing a bandage, there's cloth tape. If you're scrapbooking, there's double-sided tape. Impromptu repairs and more. Yes, there's duct tape. Painting, there's masking tape. And sealing a package, packaging tape. These are not one tool tape, but six, seven different kinds of right tape tools for six or seven hundred types of jobs. Wow. So many tools. Let me give you one of my favorite examples that comes from our life together. When you were little, 
we spent a lot of our mornings brushing your hair. It was long and it was thick and it was a huge chore. It took about a half hour and you were squirming and complaining the whole time because you found it painful. It was. There was the teeny brush and it would go yank and it would hurt. And one time the brush got stuck in my head and all the bristles came out of the brush and were stuck in my hair. I remember. Then I visited a friend and his family. The kids had super curly hair, but they brushed it quickly and with no problem. How? I investigated. They were using a different kind of brush designed specifically for detangling. It didn't cost more. It just worked much better for that particular task. Yeah. I wrote down the name and bought one. It worked so well, I have now bought six. Our house is full of these detangling brushes, but guess what? I can brush my hair by myself. And you have been ever since then, too. And it doesn't hurt, does it? Nope, not at all. We had the object, your hair, the goal, brushing it, but we didn't have the right tool. In that case, the right brush for your particular hair in that particular situation. Yeah, really glad we found it. So if you are stuck, if you are frustrated, if you are doing something over and over and it's not going so well, maybe it's just terrible, but maybe it's not. Don't always change yourself. Don't even try to change your situation. Ask, is there a better tool for this job? Wow. Best advice ever. Bears are big. Lions are fierce. Dogs and cats are cute. Fish can swim. But remember, humans are tool-using animals. Are you ready for today's poem? Yes, I am. It's called Walking Across the Atlantic by Billy Collins. I wait for the holiday crowd to clear the beach before stepping onto the first wave. Soon I am walking across the Atlantic, thinking about Spain, checking for whales, water spouts. I feel the water holding up my shifting weight. Tonight, I will sleep on its rocking surface. But for now, I try to imagine what this must look like to the fish below, the bottoms of my feet appearing, disappearing. Wow, I really like that poem. May I read it? Please. Walking Across the Atlantic by Billy Collins. I wait for the holiday crowd to clear the beach before stepping onto the first wave. Soon I'm walking across the Atlantic, thinking about Spain, checking for whales, water spouts. I feel the water holding up my shifting weight. Tonight I will sleep on its rocking surface. But for now, I must try to imagine what this must look like to the fish below, the bottoms of my feet appearing, disappearing. So the Atlantic is an ocean between the eastern part of the United States and Europe. And I love how he just starts with a simple premise. I'm going to walk across it. I'm just going to walk on water. No problem. He never explains why or how, but he just starts doing it. 
And if you have a wild and crazy thing, if you start with it, you can often get away with it in poetry. Yep. So what is the action of the poem? Walking across water. Walking. Well, I'd say that's actually only the middle. First, there's the waiting at the beach. Then there's the walking across water. Then what does he do before he moves on? He gets ready to go to sleep. Yeah. He's not just walking on water. He's sleeping on water. That's part of the wild and crazy premise of the poem. Soon he'll be making fried egg sandwiches on the water. Yeah. He seems very comfortable there. But there is one part of this process he thinks might make someone or something else uncomfortable. Who is he going to weird out? The fish. Yeah. Because they're down below. They're looking up. And what do they see? The bottoms of his feet appearing and disappearing. I love this mix of something totally wild and crazy, walking on water, sleeping on water. That's eh, totally normal as far as this poem is concerned. But the heels showing up, up and down below. That would be weird. Last segment of the show. Do you have a vexing question for me? Yes, I do. We have a vexing question from a listener named Novi, who says he's a future poet, artist, and paleontologist who will be famous for having saved the world from global warming. Wow, I've never met a future celebrity before. Novi says, My mom is Christian, my dad is Jewish, and we believe a lot in Hinduism and Buddhism, but we mostly believe in nature. So why is Christianity the biggest religion in the world now instead of any other religion? Wow. I better go to the books, look into the history, and get back to you and Novi soon. Okay. I'm back, and I've got the answer to Novi's vexing question. He's right. Christianity is the biggest religion in the world right now. Today, approximately 31% of human beings are Christian, 24% are Muslim, 15% are Hindu, 7% are Buddhist, 0.2% are Jewish, and more than 20% are another religion or no religion at all. But it wasn't always that way. Christianity started about 2,000 years ago. It was still very small and in some places forbidden for 300 years. Wow. Until the Roman emperor Constantine converted to Christianity and made it the state religion of the entire empire. You can do that? From there, soldiers, missionaries, and evangelists further spread the religion to people across continents. Europe, North America, South America, Africa, and some of Asia. The other major religion to spread in this way is Islam, which is why it's the second biggest religion after Christianity. That said, there are many different types of Christianity itself and many different types of Islam, Hinduism, Buddhism, and Judaism too. In that sense, every tradition has a lot in common with all the others, and every believer is also unique. Wow, that's fascinating how it spread like that. But if Novi or anyone else does figure out a way to save the world, I do hope it takes them less than 300 years to get people's attention. 
You Must Know Everything is produced by me, Jeremy Smith, and her, Rasa Smith, with awesome music by Furniture. Learn more and submit your own vexing questions at our website, youmustknoweverything.com. Subscribe via Apple Podcasts, Android, Spotify, or however you like to listen, and hear dozens of previous episodes for free. Please rate, review, and share the show with friends. And please join us next time for everything you need to know.